Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 470. And today, we're going to be talking all about business cash flow and when to pay yourself profit. And it's a big question because when we start a business, guess what? We want to pull cash eventually, right? And some people are starting a business to go out there, make some cash really fast, and then from there, put it in their pocket. Now, if you are building a business, that's generally not how it's going to work. If you're doing something on the side, which we also call kind of like a side hustle, and that could be fine as well, that would be more like you buying something at a low price, flipping it. It's kind of like when you're, you know, seeing all these people out there doing like, you know, house flipping or, uh, you know, buying something low and selling it high on some of these TV shows. And I've watched a few of them. It's kind of like that, right? It's like you want to go out there and invest like in something, but then turn around and flip it. And then maybe you're going to put some of that money right in your pocket immediately. Like that would be the best strategy for that. But that's not what we're talking about here. What I'm talking about is actually building a legit business. And if you talk to anyone that has started a business from scratch, they generally don't make money. The business does does not make money the first year, maybe the first three years. Uh, yes, you may pull a small salary, but a lot of times the owners don't. Uh, it's like the money is just rolling back into the business. Or maybe it's someone that bought a franchise and they know that this investment is going to take at least three years before they see a return. I mean, it's kind of like an investment in general, right? You're putting money into a fund and you're not expecting to get that money back for a while. Well, the cool thing is, is with Building a business, like an e-commerce business that we're doing here, you know, all of us that are listening, the TASers, you guys, and we're mainly focusing on physical products, private labeling, and we're looking to build a business and eventually start to pull some profits, right? That's what we want to do. I mean, let's face it, you know, we're in this thing to bring in some cash, so this way here we can build that lifestyle business that we've talked so many times about, like that's what we're here to do. But the thing is, is we have to switch our mindset a little bit if we're building a business. If we are building a business versus just going out there and maybe doing some thrifting or maybe doing some retail arbitrage, which also, I mean, if you're doing retail arbitrage, a lot of times you're going to buy inventory, you're going to sell it, make a profit, you're going to buy more inventory. You're just going to keep kind of going through that cycle. And then once you get to a certain level, you can start to pull some profit and put in your pocket. That's kind of what we're talking about. So today, what I want to do, though, is kind of go through, even with the, the newest brand that we've launched, and kind of give you the play-by-play, -play, kind of how that's looked over the past nine months and when we decided to pull cash and cash flow because cash flow is a big thing when you are starting and also how it can help you start taking your momentum and really building on it or pouring gas on the fire in a sense because you start to get that fire going and you want to keep it going you want to get it even a little bit bigger and uh, and continue to grow. Like that's what we're trying to do here. But cash flow is a big thing. And we're dealing with that like right now and not really dealing with it in a negative way, but dealing with like, okay, so how much do we actually pay ourselves at this point? Like, because we don't want to cut ourselves short because we have inventory that we want to buy. We have new products that we want to launch and all of that stuff. Now, the other thing I'm going to talk about is how to get more cash flow. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about in today's episode is when to pull those profits. All right. Now, these are our rules kind of in a sense of what we've been doing. And it's not really like a an exact process for everyone or an exact blueprint for everyone. But it'll give you some things to think about as you're going through this process and 
before you even get started, knowing that you're not going to start a business today and pull profits tomorrow and quit your nine to five. Like if you're thinking about doing that, you're probably dreaming a little bit. That's not, that's not, to me, it's not possible. It's kind of like, yeah, you want to go out there, you want to, you know, scratch off, you know, a lottery ticket and then you want to win a million dollars. Like, you know, you guys know, I've said this before. I'm not a big fan of that. I think you got to go out there and you got to put some work in and I think then you'll be rewarded and it, you know, it's going to take a little bit of trial and error and it's going to take a little bit of ups and downs, but eventually you'll get there. All right. So before I get into that, the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 470. And then the other thing is, is if you guys are brand new and you're like, Scott, I haven't even started my business yet and I want to kind of do this thing, then I would direct you to our free workshop where I actually walk you through how we've recently, recently in 2017 and in 2018 now, but how we built a six figure brand in five months. And then from there, we're going on to building it into a seven-figure brand. And we go through everything that we, we've done there, the five phases, the five steps that we talk about on how that's been built and what we're doing to move that forward. It's kind of like a case study, but a workshop all in one. So definitely go check out that at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Register for an upcoming one there, and we'll see you there live. All right, so, all right, let's, uh, let's kind of get into this. Number one, rule number one, bookkeeping. And I know it's not a sexy topic. But bookkeeping to me is kind of like number one when you're starting. And this can be as simple as a spreadsheet. And I've done this. I've done this where you just take a spreadsheet in your favorite spreadsheet software. Uh, right now, it's probably like Google Sheets or one of those. You can use other free ones out there. But Google, they have their own little drive that you can that you can have as part of your Gmail suite. And uh, yeah, I mean, super easy. Just go in there and start like figuring out your numbers and then plugging them in. And I'm talking like basic stuff, like how much did the product cost you? How much did it cost you to get it shipped? How much did it cost you to ship it into Amazon? How much did it cost you uh, for your fees? Uh, you know, as far as your Amazon FBA fees and all of that stuff, you know, what was your software that you used last month? Like all of that stuff computed in there because it's really important that you know where your numbers are. All right, because as you're going through this and as you add more products, it will become a little bit harder to track this stuff, but you wanna know where your numbers are so you know how much cash is being allocated for you know new inventory, how much is being allocated for your uh, sponsored product ads, how much is being allocated for possibly profit, like a line item, and we'll talk about that, about this, uh, this book that I'm a pretty big fan of, it's called Profit First. And uh, it talks all about that because if you don't ever pay yourself, well, eventually you'll never get paid. So you want to pay yourself eventually, but we'll get into that. So bookkeeping is really number one. Like I said, option one, spreadsheet. You can use any one you want. If you want to use one that's more of an accounting system, that's Wave App, uh, W-A-V-E, App, A-P-P. Uh, and I'll leave the link in the show notes to that. I've used that for a long time, but now what I'm using, and I am a huge fan of, I recommend it to anyone that I can because it's so super easy and it lets me know exactly where I am every single second of the day, pretty much. It's Fetcher. And this is another tool created by my good friend, Greg Mercer. And I actually seen this tool when it was in really beta, but even even before beta, it was before it was even like a thing. It was, he was showing me like what they were thinking. It was in rough form 
and it was amazing. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be awesome because it does a lot of things that a lot of people don't want to do. And that is it pulls all of the data in from Amazon. So you don't even have to think about it. Anything that has happened in Amazon is going to be pulled in and it's going to track refunds. It's going to do your pay-per-click. It's going to do any uh, storage fees, any of that stuff, fees that you might not even know that are there or even credits will go back there. So all of that stuff is pulled in automatically. That's why I love it so much. And the other cool thing is you can then plug in your own number. So let's say that you have another, another tool that you use, or maybe you have a monthly thing for your website that you're, you know, a fee for your hosting. You can plug all of those numbers in and either put it on a recurring basis. So this way here, it'll automatically add it in every month, or you can do it manually. So, I mean, you can do your mileage, you can do everything. So it's really your accounting system. And when I seen this, I go, holy cow, like this is amazing because I don't have to do all of that work that I was doing to even plug it into a tool like wave, which wave is good, but you have to, you have to input all of that, all of that stuff. So I'm saving hours on it and I know exactly where I am all the time. I don't have to dig through all of the reporting and all that stuff. So Anyway, I know it sounds like I'm pitching it pretty hard here and I kind of am because it's amazing and uh, it's a great tool and anyone that is starting that uh, says, you know what, I don't like bookkeeping or I want to know where I am every second of the day, that's the one I, I recommend. Now, you guys know I'm always transparent about this. I am an affiliate for Fetcher. But the only reason it is, is because I believe in it and I use it and I know the team over there and I think it's really, really useful. So I only stand behind products that I actually use and that I think are useful for you. So if you are at all interested, definitely go check out Fetcher. Go through my link at theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher. You'll get a 30 day free trial so you can go and check it out. Uh, without even having to spend a dime. So it's pretty awesome. You can pull in all of that data. It'll start pulling even back, uh, you know, reporting. So it's pretty awesome. So definitely go check that out. Theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher. All right. So now let's move on. That's really important though. Your bookkeeping has to be, uh, you know, in place. You have to be doing this stuff and your accountant will love you for it as well because at the end of the year, you're going to have your numbers. All right. So definitely, definitely uh, get that on track right away. All right. Now, let's move into this mindset. Now, what's mindset have to do with this? Well, you have to be in the right mindset when you are starting your business. So what I like to do whenever I'm either coaching or whether I am starting a business from scratch is you want to have the mindset that you are not pulling any profit. Anything that comes in that door, you are going to reinvest for a minimum of six months. Let me say that one more time. When you start a business, have the mindset that you are going to reinvest any money that comes through that door for a minimum of six months. All right. If it needs to be longer then it, then you got to do it longer. Okay. Because the idea is, is we want to grow our product line. Okay. And again, I'm going back to the new brand because it's so, it's so recent. It's so current. All right. But we're always doing product research. We're always building out our product line or our, our, our product catalog, if you will. And we have products that might be, I don't know, six, eight months out before we would even launch them, but we keep compiling a list. We keep, we keep our, our finger or our, our thumb on the pulse, right? We're always trying to see the market. We're trying to see what direction we want to go, and we're always planning for that. But you have to figure on growing the product line because I believe moving forward, whether it's 2018 and beyond, you are going to want to increase that footprint. You're going to want to have more products that one customer could buy. So what we've done, especially in the very, very beginning, was taking all of the profits that are coming in from product one and reinvesting it into product two. 
Obviously, you're taking any money that comes in to replenish that inventory, that funds itself. But then anything over top of that, let's say you're at a 30 or 40% margin, anything over top of that, we can then reinvest that into the next new product, all right? But the mistake that I see a lot of people making is they'll have that one product and then they pull in the money and they might reorder on that to keep that going, but then they'll take the money and put it in their pocket. But now you got to launch another product. Well, now you got to kind of go out and borrow again to fund the next product and hope that it does well. I would rather do it the other way. I would rather take the profits, reinvest it into another product, and then start building that product, and then take those profits from that one, and then reinvesting it into another product, and do that for three or four, maybe even five products. Now, we did this for the first, let's see, six months, seven months. We did that for the first seven months before we even pulled one dollar out to pay ourselves. Everything was being paid for, like we didn't have to go out and take these massive loans, but we were able to fund our product line. And we were also, here's another tip. The other thing that we were able to do is we were able to to launch products and then from there, see which ones were were having, you know, some good momentum and then ones that weren't. And then what we did is we just liquidated the ones that weren't doing good. And then we reinvested that money into another product. So what you might also find is that you launch one product and it doesn't do all that well. Well, you're going to have to take that product and liquidate it maybe before you move on to product two. Or maybe you're in a situation where you've launched two products and one of them is doing pretty well and the other one isn't. So before you launch product number three, you might want to liquidate the one that's not doing that well. And we did this a couple of different times. It was funny. My partner was like, you know, I've got this other idea. I want to launch this. I want to get it going. I go, fine, let's go. Go ahead and and get the sourcing done. But we're not pulling the trigger on that until we liquidate the one product that is sitting there in, in inventory and that is kind of like weighing us down a little bit because it's money that's there that we could reinvest into another product. So it's a little bit of discipline there that you have to have when you're doing that. And I get it, right? You want to be the first to market. You want to get there. Depends on how much funds you have that you're able to get started with and how much the inventory is costing you and all of that stuff. But in the beginning, you definitely want to reinvest for the first six months minimum, grow that product line with the profits that are coming in from product one, two, or three, and also have some discipline that if you've kind of maxed out your budget in a sense, you don't reinvest until you liquidate one of those products that isn't doing as well. And I say liquidate, that just means that you might have to lower your price a little bit. You might have to spend a little extra pay-per-click just to break even. Like I'm saying, like if we've invested three to $5,000 into a SKU and it's not doing that well, I want to just get that three to five grand back or even, even a little bit less so I can get some working capital because I know the minute I get it back, I can reinvest it in that next product. And then that next product might be the one that gets me my 10 units per day that I always talk about. All right. So that's kind of what we're looking at here. All right. So again, just to kind of repeat myself a little bit to make sure you guys get it, reinvest the first six months minimum, grow that product line and always be doing product research. That's another little tip for you. Okay. And then here's the other little tip. Once you pick the market that you are in, and that's why I talk a lot about picking a market, you know, actually creating a brand, like that's why I talk a lot about that, you are going to find it much easier to launch future products because you've already had the market pick. So now you can really start to focus on that market and what their needs and wants are and then launch new products, all right? So you might want to even create a little spreadsheet of your new products and just keep a bucket full of those things. I always talk about buckets, like take your bucket and just fill it 
with as many ideas, many products as you can, and then bring them into another bucket that you've already started doing the sourcing for. So it's kind of like you have these different buckets that you can kind of keep adding to. And, uh, and then that can keep you going as far as like product ideas. Cause you don't want to sit there and be like, all right, I'm ready. I've got some profit coming in, but now I got to start from scratch. You want to have that kind of already done and that'll keep that momentum going. Um, all right. So the other thing is, is apply for a credit card, uh, whether that's just solely in your own name or if it's for your business. Now, when you have a business and it's new, it might be hard to get a credit card for that. What I was told by my CPA is just you know, go after a credit card that has points, that has rewards. So this way here you can benefit from it, but just make it maybe in your name if you can't get one for your business and just only use it for that purpose. If you do that, and this is my CPA saying, obviously ask your CPA or your accountant, then from there you can use those purchases as a business expense because you're the business and your name is on the business. And as long as you're not mixing purchases on that card, uh, it'll it'll work. So apply for a credit card. This way here, it will give you a little bit of, of a uh, of a buffer in a sense too. Maybe you have some inventory that you want to purchase, uh, and you're waiting on your payout uh, because you know that your payout is ten grand, but you you know you need to put five thousand dollars down on your next order or three thousand whatever. Well, why not slap that on a credit card? You know your payment's coming in in a 30-day cycle, so now you can just go ahead and pay that off. I like to keep it at a 30-day cycle, so I'm not paying that interest. But if you found something that was a low credit card, maybe for six months, and it was like a 1.9 or something like that, I would I would purchase uh, you know my inventory at 1.9% if I'm making 30%. Like that would make sense to me. Uh, but again, I'm not a huge believer in uh, going out there and uh, you know borrowing. A ton of money to get started at all. Um, I'd rather see you start with what you have or what you've worked up. Uh, you know, and we talk about that a lot with like retail arbitrage or like you talked in the beginning about like, you know, flipping product, like taking a hundred bucks, turning it into 300 bucks and then taking that 300, turning it into 600 bucks and, and moving on and trying to start it that way, kind of bootstrapping it, if you will. Um, but you know, I know some people that said, you know what, I'm going to put $5,000 on a credit card and I'm going, my goal is to, you know, pay that off in, uh, you know, 60 days and I'll only have one cycle of, uh, you know, of interest. Uh, but you want to, if you're going to do that, you want to make sure you, ha- you find a good, uh, a good term on that. Now, Amazon will o- start to offer you loans. And I just checked our account. We're already at like $52,000. They're willing to loan us with a couple of clicks. I can have $52,000 as a line of credit. Now the downfall is it's 17.99% annual interest, which is insane. And it'll be a nine month term. So in a pinch, could I use that? Yes. The only way that I would use that is if I used the money for 30 days and I paid it off and I wasn't hit with any interest. That's the only way I would do it. But right now we don't have to do it, but it's there. It's always there. They have it in your little dashboard in your seller's central account. But if you don't see that, that just means you haven't been selling long enough. You don't have enough history. And the reason why they do that, and that will increase as you have sales is they know that their money is pretty good because you are, or, you know, that you're going to pay them is because they have proof of your sales and they also have control of paying you. So they could, they could pretty much, uh, you know, lock your account and pull their money if they want to. Um, so that's another option if you get to that point for cash flow. Uh, now we were very, very, uh, fortunate, but I think it's also because we, we planned really, really well. And what I mean by that is, is we, 
you know, we took our initial investment and we never went outside of that. And we were very disciplined on that. And we didn't, we didn't overpurchase, but we are, we were able to plan for, uh, you know, fourth quarter pretty well. We actually undershot it. We, we were, were thinking we were going to sell like on this one order. We, we ordered, I think 3,500, I think it was. And we, we went through all of those and right now we've reordered, but the, the thing is, is, you know, we didn't want to overdo it, but we, you know, we, we figured we would go kind of safe, but yet within our, within our range, we didn't overdo it. We didn't borrow money to get there. Now I know some people that have, and it's worked out for them. I'm just not a big, big believer in that. I like to work fast, but slow. If that makes sense. I like to, you know, get products to market and be resourceful, but also bootstrap a little bit. Uh, and that's what we've done. So we're growing this business really now on the money that the, that the brand has made. And that's, you know, within nine months and we're starting to pay ourselves uh, the past two months, we've paid ourselves, uh, you know, out of the payouts, but also leaving money in, in the, you know, kind of like in the pot. Uh, and I'll talk more about that here when we talk about drawing the profits. Um, but that's basically it in a nutshell for like the cash flow thing, because cash flow is going to become important because the one thing that I've found is the more SKUs you have, the more inventory you have to order, it gets a little bit more complicated as far as planning. You have to do a little bit more predicting. You have to, you have to guess a little bit in a sense. And, uh, and then you also want to be always ordering ahead and you're going to find that like, like right now we didn't order enough ahead of time. And because of that, we're paying the price. We're out of inventory on like four SKUs. Luckily, we have other SKUs that are really kind of holding down the fort and we're, we're still doing really well over 120 units a day. And, you know, some days are as high as five grand a day still. Uh, you know, our month in December was crazy. That was uh, over 100,000. And this month we're on track to do about 85 or 90. And that's with being out of inventory. But that's because we spread out that product line. Um, and that's why I'm a big fan of that. But you always want to be planning. And the other cool thing is, is if you want to invest in your inventory for future inventory, that is understand this too. You really only have to come up with like 30% of that generally. So if you have an order, you know, for 10 grand, you're only going to have to come up with 3000 to get those units started. And then you're not going to have to pay the 70% until you are going to be receiving those goods, which could be 30 days, could be 40 days, could be 60 days, depending. Uh, the other thing is you might be able to split it up because they're not going to charge you for the shipping until you have it shipped. So you're only going to pay the 30% on, on the amount of inventory, not necessarily the shipping. So let's say that that $10,000 order, and I'll just do it for, for easy math was, uh, you know, let's say $3,000 of that was for shipping. Well, you're only going to pay 30% on the $7,000. So that's going to be less. And then you're, you're going to be paying the balance once that order is due and then the shipping would be paid separately. So you almost have like three separate payments, which kind of makes it easier. So again, that's another thing to think about when you're purchasing for additional inventory and also dealing with the cash flow because that is big, right? How do you plan with how much money you're going to need to leave in the queue? Because if you start paying yourself, you want to leave enough money in the queue. And that's, that's been my big thing with our, with our partners is, is kind of like, all right, let's just Let's be conservative here. Let's make sure that we're not pulling too much uh, and let's make sure we're leaving enough in there. And that's what we've been doing every single time. And it's been working out really, really well. And everybody's getting paid now. So everybody's starting to get a little extra kick in their step. Everybody's a little bit more motivated because, you know, all that hard work is starting to pay off. And, uh, you know, that's what you want to do, though, moving forward is just really planning that inventory, but then planning when to pull that profit. All right. So that's the mindset. Reinvest for the first six months minimum. All right. Period. 
All right, so let's talk about when to draw pay or profits. All right, well, first off, there's a book that you should probably read, and it's called Profit First. And I forget the author, but I read it. I have it on my uh, my audiobook uh, little uh, file here, and then I also have uh, the book itself. All right, so Profit First is a great read, and he talks all about paying yourself because if you do not pay yourself uh, ever, you know, or if you don't ever put yourself as a line item, you'll never get paid. So eventually, you want to start putting yourself as a line item on the books. So it might not be that much. Let's say it's 500 bucks a month and you're like, you know what? For all this work, I got to figure out a way that I get paid a salary of 500 bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month, whatever it is. Well, you got to figure that in now. Okay. So when you're doing, you know, you're ordering, you want to also figure in that for the month, you need to come up with a thousand bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it is. Well, that's going to be part of the money coming back into the business. And then you might have, instead of having $3,000 left, you got $2,000 left. Well, that 2000 now is working capital for the business. So now that 2000 could become advertising. It could be Facebook ads. It could be building a list. It could be buying more inventory it, or on, not even on that product, but on additional products. So you see what I'm saying? Like you have to be a line item. And I believe in that. I, I definitely believe in that. We're at a place now in the business that we will become that right now. We're just kind of like predicting what future sales are going to be, what future products that we are launching and that we're paying down payments for, the money coming due, and then kind of what we feel comfortable that we can pull. And they've been nice little payouts. I, I got to be honest, you know, they're nice little payouts uh, for all of us. And, uh, you know, everyone is, is really happy. But, you know, it took us, you know, seven months to get to that point. All right. So profit first. All right. And let me just say this. The longer you can wait, the better. All right. Like I said, we probably could have pulled profit after three, four months. We could have easily, but we wanted to really expand the product line. Okay. I keep stressing that I'm telling you the more we get into this business and, and, and really in Amazon or e-commerce or any of that stuff, the more that we get into it and other people get into it, it is getting more competitive, right? It just makes sense, but that's any business. But the longer that we can keep putting into the business to grow it and to, gr to grab a, a bigger footprint or more real estate, in a sense, the, the wider net that we're casting, and it's going to keep us afloat. It's going to keep us building. It's going to keep us growing when other people are going after the one product and they're going to try to profit off that one. And we're going to be able to go over there and just dominate because we have all of these other resources because we put all of this, all of this thought and this time and this energy into doing it this way. All right. So the longer you can wait, the better. And especially for, you know, the times that are ahead of us, because to me, it will become more competitive. But if you build a brand with a strong, you know, suite of products, you will be able to dominate, I believe. And if you do all the list building stuff that we talk about, if you start doing your, you know, your, your building out of, of your social platforms and all of that stuff, or, you know, hooking up with influencers, any of that stuff, you will be a lot harder to compete with. Trust me. All right. Now, you want to also plan your future inventory or, like I said, orders due before you pay yourself, okay? You need to figure out and you need to maybe just use a pad and paper or use a Google Sheet or whatever, but plan your future inventory and orders due, okay? Because you don't want to sit there and go, holy crap, like, look at this, I got 10 grand, awesome, but you look over here and you've got, you know, 8,000 that's going to be due for an order that you purchased three months ago. You know, so you want to be careful. You want to be careful with that. 
And then once that you've done that, once you've done that planning for the future and you've kind of got a good grasp on that, then you can say, all right, cool. I'm going to plan on, you know, pulling a small amount for myself. Now, the first one might want to, you might want to go a little easy, right? You might say, you know, I probably could do three grand. I'm going to do 1500 and I'm going to leave it in there. You know what? It's in there. It's still my money. It's in the business. It's in kind of like, you know, this little pot. But I want to leave it there just in case because I don't want to take the money out and then have to, you know, go and and put it back in a sense because then that would be kind of like going backwards and we never want to go backwards if we can help it. Right. So just be conservative on that. You know, don't overdo it and, you know, just be smart about it because you want to always have enough working capital capital in there, you know, cash flow. You want, I mean, we want cash flow. So this way here, we're never strapped and we can have the flexibility of going out there and expanding our business and growing it and pouring more gas on the fire uh, and, and all that fun stuff. All right. And then again, I'm going to, you know, talk about this because I think it's important is, you know, when it comes that time, create a monthly line item for yourself. And like I said, if it's $500 or $1,000, that's a given. Let's say that that's a given line item, right? That's the one that is going to get paid just like it's a bill every single month. But you might have another part of this equation where you go, you know what? And then I'm going to reevaluate at the end of the month and see where we are. And I may pull an additional two grand. I might pull an additional five grand uh, because you're going to be able to see where the business is and how much cash you need in there in order to fulfill orders, in order to, uh, you know, do new products, all of that stuff. But you're guaranteed 500 or a thousand dollars, but you have to create that monthly line item for yourself as a salary in a sense. All right. So let's do a little recap here. All right. Why cash flow is important? Well, because it allows us to expand and grow our business. Pretty simple, right? Now, how to get more cash flow? Well, one thing you could do is you could go ahead and reinvest all of the money from your existing products and then roll them back into new products. That's number one. Number two is you could start to uh, create maybe little lines of credit, if you will, like a credit card that has a low interest rate, or maybe you're going to take Amazon up on their terms and have a, and you're only going to use it and be disciplined on a 30 day run. So this way here, you're not paying 17.99%. Like you want to kind of get those things in place as backups. And if you need them, you don't want to be in a situation where you need it. And then you got to go through all of the things to get those, uh, you know, those resources. So definitely, definitely do that. And then when to pull profits? Well, I would say I would at least wait six months, no matter what. Um, but then from there, you got to reevaluate the, you know, the inventory that is being due, the products that you're going to be launching. And then from there, you can decide when you can pull that profit comfortably. But then at some point, you do have to put yourself there as a line item and a pay yourself first kind of line item. And that could be, like I said, $500, $1,000 or whatever you feel the business can afford on a regular basis because you want that to be a recurring bill in a sense. Now, what I want to do here, though, is I want to wrap up with saying that you need to create a plan and a goal for new products and you need to budget for them. And that's part of this entire thing. Set money aside for your product development. All right. I can't stress that enough because with everything we just talked about, that's that's great and all. But you always want to be having a plan and a goal for new products. Now, for us in the new brand, we've got a pretty aggressive goal. Uh, it's one product per month. So we're going to try to roll out one new SKU every single month. Now, why are we doing that? Because we know the growth in that. We, we've seen what's happened. And we know out of those 12, there might only be four that are winners. And the other ones, we liquidate and we move on. It's like anything. It's a numbers game. 
You know, we have to we have to put out the numbers or we have to put a certain amount out there in order to have a chance to get that 20% of the result, right? So it's the 80-20 rule. Like there's, you know, 80% of the things that we're doing might not work, but there's 20% that are going to work really, really well or 80% kind of work. It's kind of like that product that does maybe two sales a day, but you know, if you liquidated that product and you went out and tried to find a product that did 10, you'd have a better chance than just sitting on that one that's doing two and it's locking up a lot of your capital, right? So again, you want to have that plan and the goal for your, your new products. That could be for you, maybe four products for the new year. That's fine. One a quarter, like that's fine but you need to kind of stick to that and you need to focus on that. And then you need to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to really take action on that. You guys always hear me talk about taking action. That's what we're talking about. Like creating that plan and that goal for your company, for your business, and really about rolling out new products and new SKUs. All right. Because I believe that if you widen that net and, and, and really that footprint, you're able to go out there and grab customers at different angles. And, you know, one customer might come in on the left here that's looking for the garlic press and you might have someone else that already has a garlic press, but it's kind of on its way out, but they're not looking for a new garlic press yet. They're looking for a garlic storage bag and then they find that garlic storage bag that you also sell and it leads them to the new one or maybe the bundle that has both together and then they buy your product. And now you have a garlic press, you know, buyer that is in kind of like your ecosystem. And now when you have other things that's in that space, maybe it's the cooking space, whatever, then you would be able to, uh, you know, to draw them in with those other offers. And that's how you can really build out that product line, that product suite, as we call it. And that is when you really get to see, to me, like steady growth and steady numbers is because now you're not balancing on one or two products. You're balancing on five or 10 or 15, right? So, you know, you're going to have ups and downs on all different products, but they're all going to kind of balance themselves out, which then your business becomes more predictable and then you can kind of have those payouts that are more predictable and also more steady and you can put yourself as that line item eventually when you're ready to pull those profits, all right? So that's pretty much gonna wrap up this episode, guys. Uh, again, I just wanted to kind of talk about the business cash flow because I know it's a big, big sticking point and a struggle for a lot of people when they get to this point and also when do you pay yourself? I've had a lot of people email me and say, Scott, I just, I, I don't know when I should pay myself. And hopefully this episode has kind of helped answer the cash flow situation, but then also the profit situation. And also hopefully give you the mindset that when you're starting a business, if you're building a brand, you need to have the mindset that for at least six months, you are not going to touch any of those profits. You're going to roll those back into the business and really start pouring more gas on the fire and start building out that brand. So this way here, you can dominate that market that you are going after and, uh, and just continually grow at a nice steady pace, uh, you know, with your new brand. All right. So, uh, guys, that is going to wrap up this episode. The show notes can be found at the amazing forward slash 470. And then again, if you're listening and you haven't even rolled out your first product yet, or maybe you're you're ready to do a relaunch and you wanted to learn our five phases that we've just recently used, our five-step approach here for building a six-figure brand in five months. It's our workshop, our case study, where we actually walk you through that entire process and what we're doing to really move that brand forward and the simple five-step process. If you want to attend that workshop, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, register for that. Uh, generally, we do them live, so we'll be 
there to answer any live Q&A that you have or any questions. Uh, we'll be there to answer them for you. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.